Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up? Welcome back to the Sean Salisbury Show. We took a little break, Sean, a couple weeks. Just, you know, you need to recharge, re-energize things. Agreed. Once the, once the Super Bowl ends, you kind of just get that uh, with all sports. I had it. I was just like, all right, I'm kind of just... Take me a break. It burned little... out. Yeah, it burned out. Exactly. Right? You need a vacation from it. No I, doubt. I even took a little break from college hoops just because, I mean, this season's just weird. We're going to really get into that as now we're getting into championship weekend where all the college conference championships are going to be taking place. But it's just been a very weird year in college basketball. Baseball's kicked off with spring training. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this pitch clock so far. I'm kind of annoyed by it. Um, that's definitely something we can hit on at some point. It, it's, it's a weird dynamic. I don't know how they're feeling down there with the Astros and, and what they're seeing, but it, it's just one of those weird new rules in sports that we got to change everything to make people happy. I, I think Segs, and it is obviously through spring and the more we do this show, we'll talk about it. I heard from, uh, from one person who knows two umpires in major league baseball and said the talk from the players is they're not, they, they like it. Yeah, they're just adjusting to it. But anything that makes the game speed up, but as long as the quality of baseball and I paraphrase this part does not suffer. It's I think this is and it annoys me, too, but we'll probably get used to the noise. Now, listen, if you can tell me I get quality baseball that doesn't feel hurried and they can norm do their thing and they just get like, you know, like Luis Garcia, who's had to change his mm-hmm. wind up or, you know, speaking to Astros Altuve, who likes to mess around outside the batter's box doing all that stuff to get used to, hey, man, we got to play a little – we ask kids all the time in Little League and Pop Warner and high school all over to adjust and adapt to rule changes and to distractions. This is one of them. These are grown men make a lot of money, so you got to – and then the ones who can do it quicker will settle in quicker. So if the umpire said the players like it, now puts another thing, a plate on the umpire to have to look up, come back down, and follow it. And they're supposedly going to do it to the letter of the law, according to this source – the umpires are so i think the players once they get used to it like it you know the fans if you're like a a purist and if you're a purist you probably not anymore i mean you'd like to be but we don't have a lot of things that are pure baseball anymore we got right guys getting on second base we got bigger bases we got dh in both leagues so it's a it's a different world we're living in so you're gonna have to adapt so i'm with you i just i just don't want it to be sloppy baseball because it's hurried but if you're a lollygagger in the batter's box, get your ass in and let's play. So as long as it looks good and you give me 240 instead of 310, even though I really, when I'm watching my team play, I really don't care how long the game takes. Right. Sigs, there's almost a part of me that feels like fans will feel cheated if it's a two-hour and 30-minute oh, game, even 100%. if it was quality baseball. I believe that. I swear to you, I think they think 220. I didn't get my money's worth. Even if it was a nine-inning banger, and a great game. I just think fans feel like they have to have three hours. Like that's the cutoff, right, for it to be enjoyable. And I disagree. So I'm, I, I still haven't grasped it fully. I'm waiting to see how it looks in regular season before I jump all over it. Yeah, I, I don't mind the pitch pitch clock and, and the the speeding up the game. I, I I'm fine with that. It's more the um when the pitcher's not on the mound and the the batter's in the box but he's not ready and it hits that eight second. It's like boom, you're strike struck out. 
It's right. like pitcher's not even on the mount. We got to hit. There's got to be some sort of little right. leeway. I understand what they're trying to do, and and I agree with it to points. But there's certain situations that I'm like, okay, that's just fucking stupid. Why should I have to get in the batter's box if the pitcher's not on the mound? Yeah, he's messing with the rosin bag. Yeah, he could get the the twenty second and have a ball called against him, but. It's still you just I, I don't know. There's still things I think they got to clean up. I like it, but but I don't. And I'm telling you, the one thing we're going to hear at some point this season is owners are not liking the fact that they're stopping alcohol sales after an hour, 40 minutes because games are flying through and they're losing 30, 40, 45 minutes of alcohol sales. And in, in a, you know, and extrapolate that out. That's three hours in a in a four game series that you're losing alcohol sales, that's a lot of money. Well, that's a full game normally. That's a full game overall. So you do the math. And I know this about billionaires, rich people, they don't stay in the business of losing money very long when they're billionaires. They they know how to keep money and they know how to make it. So Exactly. uh, And they usually win when it comes to rule changes. So we'll see how it works and if – you know, now if, if people are going to say, well, I got to sprint up and down the aisle to get more beers, who knows? But then you don't right. want people to be unhealthy that way. Yeah. You just want to create. Listen, as long as it's a great experience in the ballpark and we're getting quality baseball, I really don't care if it's 310 right. or 235. Yeah. I get on a Wednesday night and the players will love it. Why? They get to their plane earlier. They get to oh, go yeah. to dinner earlier. They get to get out and fat cat earlier. Of course, they want it. Hell, as a football player, if you could tell me we'd play four quarters in two hours because whether the ball stayed in bounds and no ball hit the ground, great. But it doesn't happen that way normally. So we'll see when the letter of the law, when they put this in, how how closely they monitor it, if they are going to do like they do in spring training, are they easing up? What are the changes going to be or the slight adjustments as we head into the regular season, if there'll be any at all? Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating. We got a ton to talk about in the NFL, but before we do that, let's quick go to our people with Bet Online. Yeah, basketball, the tournament, NBA playoffs around the corner. It's your number one source is Bet Online. You get the latest odds and matchups right here and uh, all those game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering, Bet Online features live betting, features live betting, uh, in game free contests and giveaways all season long. You can get the fastest and easiest way right here in Bet Online, whether it's boxing or MMA or football or basketball or baseball around the corner. It's all right here. You can even get golf. So head to betonline.ag and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo uh, code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V as in Victor to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sean, we have a ton going on in the NFL right now. We're still well, a week and a half away or more away from free agency that little period where they can negotiate and then the 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 season or the year the league year starts on that Wednesday but we just had the combine we saw a quarterback shoot up a lot of boards because of his athleticism the speed in which he ran the 40 uh, I still question that because when I watched Anthony Richardson play I saw the athleticism. I saw the cannon that he has, and he was throwing 60 balls. Him and Will Levis dropping 60-yard passes in a bucket like it was easy. C.J. Stroud showing his arm strength, which I knew he had. I think people just watch this combine, and they kind of lose their minds being like, oh, my 
God, look at this guy throw the ball. And I think I even tweeted at you. Like, I know there's nothing more than you love watching these quarterbacks throw against air and and these wide receivers and they're hitting these long passes or the, you know, they hit it perfectly. And it's like, yeah, you should. You're you're about to be the first, second, third, fourth pick in the NFL draft. You should be able to throw a 15-yard out that hits him on the sidelines on his outside shoulder. I mean, you should be able to do these things as this high of a draft pick. And if you can't, then you should drop. But it's just, I, I, I always feel like everybody overrates this so much. And then we kind of come back in the end towards the end of April where it's like, okay, you know, we did watch what Anthony Richardson really did last year at Florida, which he didn't look that great a lot of times because he was trying to throw underneath and he couldn't hit the guy running across the field when people were in zone or they were in man, whatever it was. And then they go back to the tape and you've always said it, tape never lies. I mean, it, you see what kind of player you're getting when you're watching the tape. You see what kind of athlete you're getting when you watch them at the combine. Well, sexy, the, the thing that amazes me, and I know the game and the position have changed to a more versatile quarterback, but you still got to th- listen. We still have guys from the pocket. Look at, look at, we talk about all the big plays Mahomes made, makes in his career. They still live in the, they still live, mm-hmm. maybe even off schedule, but they still live with the simple play. He was 21 to 27, less than 200 yards. And the biggest play they made was under a 30 yard run, like 28 yard run. And it was his, the biggest play they made from scrimmage in the Super Bowl was his legs for 20 some yards. Yep. So, point I'm trying to make is you see all these spectacular throws. That's not where people live. You rent space there or lease the deep wall spectacular play. You got to live with shovel, uh, with, uh, uh, smoke screens, dig routes, curls, shallow crossers, mesh routes, stick routes, options to Kelsey. All that's where you live. Then it's the ability. The bonus is when you can throw sidearm thirty-five yards to a guy on a cross on a deep over, or you can Josh Allen step out of it because you're a big and physical and rush for twenty-eight yards. But even then, when you stop that, they've turned Josh Allen into an interception guy at times this year. And what happened? Since the, the Buffalo Bills aren't in the Super Bowl, right. you get my point. And he's a spectacular player. So, say that, and and we we'll discuss this again leading up to the draft. But here here's the deal. I think the combine for for these reasons, not because you don't want to be there. The you know the fraternity, like you're seeing all your buddies again and mm-hmm. coaching friends and all that. And you got to measure their height and weight and and interviews. I get all that. But when it comes to evaluating a football player, I didn't say an athlete. I said a football player. We ain't running track. It's the most overrated week of the football season, because just like you said, first off, if I didn't know going in that Anthony Richardson's a freakish athlete, then you didn't watch him play right, exactly during yes. the year. Then you're a dumbass. Okay, yep. then you then don't call yourself an expert or a talent evaluator if your bitch ass wasn't watching him play and knowing opening game against Utah this past year. All mm-hmm. you had to do is watch that game and say. This cat beats to a different drum, and he's 245. Get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> Get my point? So there's that. Then there's the second part of this. You also watched him complete 53% of his passes. Now, I know Billy Napier's first year. I get all that. What the Combine's done, and I think Anthony Richardson, if he gets coached right with the right team and he'll able to do what Josh Allen did, similar body type, is – improve a 50% type completion percentage guy and go up like 15 points, which is the aberration. That is not the norm in this. If you're bad in college, your, your accuracy usually doesn't go up in the NFL. Right. It's the opposite. But in some cases it does. 
and look how well Josh Allen was coached with Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey. And now look how well Daniel Jones is coached protecting the ball by, by uh, Brian Dable and by Mike Kafka. And his production has gone up. So the point I'm making is the reason we're saying Anthony Richardson and, and Levis, because I said, Segs, I said it to you. I say it on my show almost daily. When you come out of this combine, you're going to hear this. There's going to be another position or two freak show workouts like the Georgia edge rusher mm-hmm. who is off the friggin' charts. Nolan Smith. Right? Nolan Smith. And then you're going to hear about a quarterback, too. And the two quarterbacks you're going to hear about are going to be Will Levis and Anthony Richards. Somebody asked me, Sean, why would they throw? Because it plays perfectly into their hands. Exactly. Shorts, T-shirt, 6'3", 6'4", 240, can throw it a country mile. And when you're in shorts and a T-shirt, and that, that like realness is like, shit. You see the ball jump out of his hand? Yet the best football player of the four quarterbacks is Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Production and potential. Now, Segs, you know, five years from now, I don't fucking know how this is going to turn out. If you get lucky and you're Anthony Richards, look at Lamar Jackson. He, he was the latest one. He's been the MVP of the league, right? And he's going to get paid a bundle of money. There's the Geno Smiths who've had a rejuvenation of a guy who was a journeyman, and now he's $130 million richer. There's Baker Mayfield who's trying to stay in the league. You, 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 you see yep. what I mean? It's like all over the place. So this is not a, And I'm not sitting here to tell you that Bryce Young's going to be the biggest star. But if I'm drafting today, I'm taking the guy who is the most productive in a very difficult conference, and they said all they wanted was more weight. Well, he weighs 204 and not 185 like some said. So all you experts that say you didn't have a problem with height, which I don't, or those measurables, can he be? A, is he a football player first, or does he run the four by one hundred meter relay first? I get it. Defensive back, strong safety, rush end, offensive tackle. Why the measurables of size and the ability to jump and and run fast? I get on the scramble, but when all is said and done, Sigs, let me give you four of the greatest of all time. Is Marino a combine freak? No, couldn't move a lick, but right. he could throw the shit out of it. How's Drew Brees combine? Same. Not a Brady, Montana, Pitiful are any of those Brady. freak shows, right? <laughs> yeah. And here we are with yep. four of the greatest Mount Rushmore guys in the history. Now, when you get the physical specimen who could, like a wide receiver, then you get Randy Moss and everybody's in the Hall of yeah. Fame. We're happy. So for me, and, and I could hit a million more topics on this, I get why they're fired up about Richardson. But if you didn't know, okay, so you thought he jumped 38 and he jumped 40. Well, hell yeah. yeah. He doesn't cool. play tight end. He plays quarterback. Yeah. And if you thought that he is a quarterback, if you said, I've seen his arm, I've seen how he met straight line speed. Somebody's got an angle and he runs right by him. Were you not watching the same shit we were watching? Mm-hmm. And then you knew in shorts and a t-shirt, Levis was going to just make it look easy. The question is an 11 on 11 real football. And if this is a fan media thing, Segs, because I'm just telling you, there'll be a two, one or two guys that get intrigued with the arm strength and the ability. Yeah. Because they're all four going to be drafted probably in the top ten picks, and I'm all for it. And I hope they all kick ass. But when you get back to it and the combine dust clears and you get right down to you're sitting in a room, you got to make a decision. Give me the football player first and the, and, and the quarterback first and the athlete second at that position. They're all four quarterbacks. The back two need more polish than the front two. They just do. Now, and they, it could happen with great coaching and their ability to mature and grow up. I get it all. But – the majority of NFL scouts, coaches, front office people know that it's 90% plus tape. And every now and then somebody you say, gosh, is he 4'5 or 440? He plays running back and he can catch. Oh, he's 4'4 too. Okay. I had him at, I, I don't have a problem taking him at 12. Bam, yeah. go for it. But at this position, there's a lot of other factors <coughs> that come into 
play. I knew this was going to happen. I knew people were going to go crazy. And to me, if Bryce Young's not the first quarterback taken, you're still making a mistake because you're going on the P-word potential as opposed to the P-word production. Yeah, so, I, I look at the combine. Yeah, it's great for everybody to see the fast runners. It's and for TV event, brother, and you and I know this. To me, I look at it more, I like the combine for the guys in the trenches. I want to see, you know, Paris Johnson at 6'6", six, six, whatever he weighed in at with 34 and a half inch arms that tells me or 36 inch arms i don't know what he had i, I know right. they were very long i like those kind of measurements or for a wide receiver show me jackson smith the jigba and his shuttle time and his three right. cone drill those quickness the agilities yes right. when he's putting up historic numbers at those that tells me something because i know i can work with him in the slot or even the outside and he's quick enough to do, you know, I saw him compared to like Julian Edelman in terms of times with those. Well, we all knew Julian Edelman was one of the best route runners. Okay, so that tells me something that I know. Okay, I'm seeing what I'm seeing on tape, and this is validating it. The arm strength we know is there for these guys. Even Bryce Young is not Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or even CJ Stroud. But also, when I watch Bryce Young on tape, I know he's the most accurate. He can, you know. He's great at off-schedule plays, and he's done everything that he's needed to do in his time at Alabama to show why he's the number one quarterback right. to me. If you throw on time and anticipate and throw it accurately, if Steve Young and I, and we did this, we're throwing on a field, and we did do this beforehand, and we're throwing comebacks, I told you this, and I'm ripping mm -hmm. it 100 miles an hour. He's throwing it sooner and a little more anticipation with like a little speed bump. And I, it bears repeating just for this very reason. And I've told it before with you, Segs, and, and, and maybe on this Believe show. Is it, I asked him when he was going to ramp up throwing comebacks. This is my second year in the league, and I'm 6'5", 230, and I'm destroying the, the comeback. At 18 back to 15. Finally, Steve, I say, Steve, when are you going to start throwing it like we do on Sundays? He goes, that's how we throw it, me and Joe. I said, what are you talking about? Meaning Montana. He said, well, Sean, you're big and physical. You're throwing it and letting it go, and 80 of your balls are where they need to be. One's missed high. The other one may be inside. He goes, I'm throwing it on time. He wasn't being arrogant. He was just being fat. And the ball's hitting the guy we're supposed to all the time yeah. coming out of the break. I'm throwing, I'm throwing a buck three. He's throwing Greg Maddox, 88. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's about the difference. Honestly, that was Steve Young. And you know what else the difference was? My ball might miss the ocean once in a while in those throws. His ball always landed in the the basket in the in the pool that you shoot with right but this was yep. the football and he throw it earlier anticipate i'd wait a split second and rip it and guess what the ball was still getting there at the same time because he anticipated threw it a bit sooner and his was with more accuracy he's wearing a mustard colored jacket and i'm talking about his accuracy on tv and so and you know what steve and bryce both had now steve was a much bigger physical guy yeah accurate the ability to extend plays and both with outstanding leadership, but also great anticipation. You can win at the position with that. And nothing tells me Bryce Young can't win. I've seen him win at the position. We're intrigued with physical, just like the, 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 the supermodel. We're all intrigued with the measurables that we can see. There are certain things you can't see that you just can't coach. And Bryce Young has those. Yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, 
our next show, I want to get in more into the Jalen Carter situation, what the Bears should do with the number one pick now that we've seen these quarterbacks, all the buzz around that number one pick and who's going to move up. Is it going to be the Texans, the Colts, the Panthers, the Raiders, the the Titans? Um, there's some whispers about the Seahawks, even with uh, signing Geno Smith to that extension. There's teams all the way out to like the Commanders and even some whispers about the Ravens. What are they going to do with Lamar Jackson and all that? We're going to get into that in the next show, but now I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Supposedly he's in some conversations with the Jets brass on him making a move to New York to become the Jets quarterback. And now the Jets and Packers would have to come up with some compensation to make the trade happen. Uh, this has been a while. Hell, we were talking about this. Rodgers was supposed to go in this little four-day, no light, be in a dark room, and then come out and make a decision. He still has not made the decision since two-plus weeks ago, and we're just kind of the NFL's waiting on him to make this decision, but now it seems like we're starting to get some direction towards the Jets. What do you think about that? I, I think it's – whether it's the Jets or somebody else, I don't. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Green Bay Packer. And I'm not talking about because of him. I don't. I, I think that they are tired of it. And, I would be. And you know how I feel about Rodgers. We've said this, and I have. I think he's a great player. I don't even mind the guy. I can deal with. I, I kind of take it for what it's worth. He likes the attention, although he says he doesn't. He has fun, but he likes it, or he wouldn't hold out like this. So we keep asking right. the questions that he gets mad at you asking for. Doesn't make him a bad dude. Just makes him different. Okay, beats to a different drum. And which sakes, it won't surprise me if he goes to the Jets and has him in the playoffs and he's an MVP candidate. Wouldn't shock me there either. I know he's got game left, but I don't think it's any longer let's do what Aaron wants to do. I think it's Jordan Love's team. I think they they also I think that Aaron Rodgers' leadership in the building has kind of uh taken a step back because people go through the same shit. Like, oh, here right. we are again. Here we are again. And there comes a point in time when the headache's bigger than the talent. And that's saying something with this guy's skill set. Right. And when I mean the the headache, it's just, oh, come on, dude, again. And it says he hasn't made the decision. Why? Right. Well, 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 you, we know you're playing football, dude. You're not retiring. And I don't think there's any way in hell, even if Aaron wants to come back, I, I don't think the Green Bay Packers want him back. That's just my opinion from a distance, seeing it. And I'll bet you the players in that locker room, you will hear when all is said and done, when he goes and plays somebody else's, you'll hear some whispers how they're grateful they may not even put a name on it when they go to the media, say, but grateful that it's time to move on. This is Jordan Love's team. You watch. You will hear that. Even though Aaron's a great player and had a hell of a run, and he'll keep playing well, I think it's stale, and I don't think they want him back. I don't. I think they are tired of the host- holding them hostage. Like, dude, if you don't know by now, then you go ahead and get moving on. They're going to move him, and I don't think he has a no-trade clause in this deal. So they can move him wherever they want. He gets no say in this other than retiring if he wants to or not showing up. I'm not waiting on Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Green Bay Packers. I don't need a conversation with him. I'm moving on, and I'm 99% the other way. I've been on Aaron Rodgers' side the whole time. But it is stale, and it's Jordan Love's time, and I'd move on too, and I'd trade whatever I could and get a good haul back if possible and get after it. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think he's done in Green Bay. Right, yeah, it, it's just such an interesting situation because even if he were to come back, if you're Green Bay, like you said, then Jordan Love on his rookie deal – is basically getting zero real run. He's I think he's thrown somewhere around 80 passes in his time in the regular season with the Packers over the last two seasons, did not play as a rookie. I mean, that would be hell for the Packers if 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 he were to come back and then all of a sudden now Jordan Love's a free agent 
how do you work? How do you move forward in terms of you can't franchise them because you're not going to pay them 40 plus million dollars. Right. Another team may swoop in and offer them a deal that you're like, I, I don't want to do that for a kid that we've never really seen play. So it would be a bad situation. So I think you're right. While the Packers are going to have to take a step back, probably. I mean, they did last year with Rodgers. They won what eight games, eight and nine, or whatever they were. Got beat Detroit by Detroit the last game of the season. Yeah, didn't make the playoffs. So listen, if I can go to, I mean, this is two out of the last three years he's been the MVP, great player. But who's to say Jordan Love can't win eight or nine games for them? And maybe players respond because Aaron's hard. Aaron is hard on young guys. You saw. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is, and he's very verbal about it. Maybe there's a point in time when the Packers say this is not for us anymore. It's time to let Jordan Love spread his wings. I think it's going to happen. Somebody's going to get a hell of a player in Rodgers, and we're going to get a chance to find out if Jordan loves what they thought they were, when they, what he was when they drafted him. But you have to find out, and no better time than now. I'm not waiting on Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Packers. The best offer I get, I'm shipping him immediately. We also had another big quarterback domino fall when the Saints signed, uh, I almost said Drew Brees, Derek Carr to a four-year, $150 million contract. Uh, I I know the fits there. Chris Olave is a great young wide receiver. They still have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the best out, one of the best backs out of the backfield catching the ball. I think it's a good fit for Derek Carr. I don't know how good the Saints will be. I don't know that they're like, oh my god, now they're they may win the division because the division's so shitty, but I don't think it makes them a Super Bowl contender. Is what right. I'm trying to say. Not yet. I can tell you this: it'll be the best defense just at least on paper that he's been on in a while from the Raiders. Right. I mean, he's, he hasn't had one of those in a minute. Right. Uh, he'll throw for, he'll, he'll get his yards and they will, they will score points. And I'm, I'm not sold that Dylan Dennis Allen's the right guy for the head coaching job. Although I like Dennis Allen as a defensive coordinator. Right. 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 Um, he's got some players, but he had some players offensively. He'll, you know, he'll put up some numbers. He's got to protect the ball, but says it, it fits. They are, they're the best team in the division right now with him at quarterback. No other team has a quarterback. And okay, we got right. to wonder about Kyle Trask. We got to find out what's going to be on going on in Atlanta. And Carolina's scrambling to find them a guy. You know, remember Matt Corral was what injured last mm-hmm. year, should be coming back. And what are they going to do in this draft? So you, you start to look around. They're the best team in the division because they're going to have the most experienced quarterback. And it's an upgrade from Winston and Andy Dalton. Make no mistake about that. It is. But they're no Super Bowl threat danger, but they can win the division. Hell, you win the division. Maybe like Tampa did, but if you get to nine wins, you're probably going to be a favorite in that division because everybody's scrambling for the quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the division, Segs. He doesn't have to go to New York, and I know this is going to sound harsh because I like Derek Carr, and you know as a Raider fan, I, I thought he did some good things. He's not going to have to deal with as much. New Orleans is a great spot for him. Right? They love their football, but it's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not San Francisco. It's just kind of uh, – it's not Philly. He can kind of – it's not the Dallas Cowboys. He can kind of just put up numbers – Deal with the uh, that that the, the Louisiana crowd, and I mean, and it's a hell of a football state, and they love their Saints. But he doesn't. It's just kind of fits the personality. And Casegs, to be honest with you, I don't think that he emotionally is cut out for something New York had to bring. I I just don't. That right. doesn't mean he's not a good player. I just don't think he'd be emotionally cut out for that because hell, he lost his starting job in Vegas and ran home for two weeks. And had to go home to get to gather his thoughts because he didn't want to be a distraction. I like Derek Carr. He's not going to win a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion. Imagine going, but it's an upgrade. Imagine going from a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and yes, even Russell Wilson. We we know how bad that season went last year, but still very talented. And we'll see what happens 
in the future with the Broncos to a, a division like you just said, Kyle Trask. Um, I'm I don't even know the Panthers. I get is Sam Darnold still under contract. Darnold I would think, probably be, I guess, today. Darnold yeah, right would now would be Darnold. Right. Um, they're in the mix to jump to one or two or three or wherever it, they end up to get one of these four quarterbacks in the first round. I I would put money down that Carolina's taking a quarterback in the first round oh, this year. I, it's Carolina just a matter Colts of and Texans. I think are uh, yes, no locks, locks. Right. Um, and then you got and, Cincinnati, who's got the kid from University. I mean Atlanta, the kid from University of Cincinnati. Yep. Now here's the one thing I will say, and it goes into the next topic I want to talk about. Atlanta is the the rumor, the hot rumor right now that if the Baltimore Ravens fuck around and just throw the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson likes being like is being discussed where Atlanta can just swoop in and sign him to this massive contract and give up two ones, which why wouldn't you give up two ones for Lamar Jackson? He could be, he could come to Atlanta and then that changes the game in terms of favorites. Well, Atlanta becomes the best team. Yes. Even even with the the lack of a roster there with him, Lamar is that good that he can take a, a team that is still building up, but it's such a bad division that he's that big of a difference maker come the football season. Oh, listen, man. <laughs> if I'm the Atlanta Falcons and that situation happens, give pay him, guarantee what he needs, guaranteed, mm-hmm. and get to get, get let's get rolling because it's been a minute. Matt Ryan in his prime as a thrower, but they, they haven't had a guy, this, this dynamic since Mike Vick. And this is an MVP in the league. And Arthur Smith is really good at guys who know how to run play action. Yeah. And he's really good at it. And you got Drake London, you got Kyle Pitts, you've got some weapons and you're still building. Right. And the saints may end up still being a better roster, Atlanta, Tampa. But the truth is, this quarterback means a whole lot of difference in wins. So you instantly put them near the top because of him. Oh, hell, if Atlanta does, who would you rather have right now? No no offense to the draft, but Lamar Jackson or C.J. Stroud? As much, right. as, much as I like C.J. Stroud, I'm taking yeah. Lamar Jackson until Stroud proves me. It's the same with, quite frankly, I could even make the argument if you said, Sean, you want to start with Bryce Young or you want Lamar Jackson? I'm probably taking Lamar Jackson, even yeah. though I think, I think Bryce is a more uh, – a more efficient, pure passer. But yet I look at the numbers and Lamar's done some phenomenal yep. things, throwing the ball under pressure when being blitzed. And so I would take him too. So if you're telling me that the first guy, that, that, that the best player in this draft at quarterback would be Lamar Jackson, then why the hell wouldn't I give up two number ones and pay him? It's yeah. worth it. It's yeah, just not a for, rookie contract. Right. For Atlanta, say they want to go get Bryce Young or they want their quarterback and they're going to one to get him. It's most likely going to cost you two ones plus more to right. go get that quarterback. So now and if he's the only thing you, you got to do four years from now, you're going to have to pay him anyway. Yeah. And, and the only, yep. The only thing you got to do now is pay Lamar now, but you're paying for a proven commodity at the most important position in, in all of sports. No question. I'm with you 100% on that sex. And if Baltimore's crazy enough now to do that, uh, and after you brought Todd Monk in there to who I think is a phenomenal yeah. hire, it would be baffling to me because Sags is not always who you get rid of. You know, everybody wants, oh, I want a new quarterback. It's who you're – look what the Raiders did by giving Carr a no-trade clause. They got 
They got yeah. they can get shit out of it. Yeah, nothing. They they get no asset out of it. So what you people say replace Dak. Okay, with what? What, what, what are you going to replace? So you want to replace, but you better have a, a a plan B to replace a guy. If you're going to replace Lamar Jackson, no offense. To, I know they'll say, well, Huntley went to the Pro Bowl. Stop. Him. No. Yes. Yeah, like it. the eighth guy in the Pro. Just a good player. He's not Lamar. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. Right. So with that in mind, you you better have a replacement because guys like Lamar Jackson don't just happen every single day. Okay. Who who's still in his youth and in the prime of his career and is a proven commodity and has got an MVP under his belt. Atlanta instantly gets five games better with him on their roster. Right, because even Baltimore, with Lamar on their team as their quarterback, is still the second-best team in that division pushing the Bengals, as good as the Bengals are. I think the Ravens are right there. And, yes, the Ravens could get better at the wide receiver position. They could help Lamar even more. But they're still better than Cleveland. They're still right. better than than Pittsburgh, in my opinion. That, Gosh, they, but you lose Miami's Lamar. Type of receivers, yeah. Oh yeah, you lose. Forget it, dude. If you lose Lamar, it, you might as well shop trade anything you can. Try to lose and get Caleb Williams and start over because you cannot replace him in this draft or in free. Well, I mean, the free agents are gone. And at no time in his career has he had four like top flight. I know with the with Bateman, you know, the argument going with the GM and. Listen, Andrews is a player, but they have not had the guy where you say, that's that's Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. That's Cooper Cup. You ain't stopping those cats. Now go stop everybody else. He's never had that. They've drafted guys high, hoping they'd be that, but they haven't had the game-breaking, take-a-game-over wide receiver that's not a tight They just haven't. That doesn't mean that, they, that he's not on the roster, but they just don't. And Lamar, you give him players like that, and the guy, that's what I'm saying, you lose him and then – because he upgrades everybody because of his playmaking skills. Uh, Baltimore will have big balls to bring in Munkin and then end up losing Lamar Jackson because you just don't replace those guys overnight. You just don't. I'd be pissed if I was Munkin. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, we saw a report today that the Titans are reportedly shopping Derrick Henry. We've saw we've heard the Arizona Cardinals are shopping DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, we've heard the Texans are shopping Brandon Cooks. Uh, we've heard a couple other players being shopped around, even Jalen another one. Jalen Ramsey is another yep. one. Um, so what are your thoughts on all those players, especially Derek Henry? I saw the odds. If he does leave the Titans list, the bills, the dolphins, and there was one other team I'm, I'm blanking on, but those were the top two, the bills and the dolphins. Can you imagine Mike McDaniel with Derek Henry and then two a throw into Waddle and yeah. and Hill like them? Oh, Damn. I can imagine, especially if I'm on their roster, if I'm two, yeah. I'm saying, please yeah. Segs, it's so weird. I didn't know so this morning on my show. I said when it first was reported that they were shopping him or that I, we heard talked about it. I said, if I'm the Buffalo bills, I can't get to that talk soon enough. Cause if you're Derek Henry, you probably don't want to go to the worst team in the league and have to carry it 40 times yeah. and end your career in three years. You'd like to go somewhere where you got a chance. Tennessee's been close. Buffalo's better. Yep. They, they, if, if they're going to move him, then if you're Buffalo, stand in line for that. Can you imagine when the weather gets bad and that big dude's coming downhill and wearing you out in January when it's cold and they're in the play? Good luck tackling his ass. And then you got play action and Josh Allen to do what he does and those receivers. And then you add depth to that position. Yeah, both of those teams, Miami and Buffalo, and ironically, you want to beat the other one to the punch. Why? Same division, same conference. So um, him, big time. Cooks, you know, I'd trade him for a third round, whatever you could get for him. I, Brandon Cooks is, is is a number two, and I didn't like the way I, I've, he's been consistent. I, I didn't like the way he went home when he didn't get traded. That bothered me, Segs. 
They stripped him of his captaincy in Houston, and they should have. But he's still a consistent good player. He's just not a number one. Ramsey, somebody's going to give up a high pick for him. If you need an extra corner and you got two of them and one a third, this guy, he, he gives you great depth and Pro Bowl caliber play. And then uh, finally, you mentioned Hopkins. Hell, there's another guy. Not game-breaking speed, but get him with a consistent quarterback and bring him in and you got weapons. Shit. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you should jump all over that. Yeah. That's agreed. another step forward with what you got, another playmaking wide receiver. And you're the Super Bowl champions. If somebody's going to give him away for a second round pick, like the Texans traded him for, go get him right now. Somebody yes. like that. Well, it's the NFL offseason. And it's it the next Unreal. two months is going to be just craziness of NFL news and notes and and what happens. And we always know there's there's moves to be made that we did not see coming at all. There's going to be a cut where like what the fuck are they doing? Right. But they they make these decisions, and and it can change franchises. We'll talk uh, on the next show about franchise tags. We know Deron Payne, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs. What do the Giants do with this Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley situation? We'll find out today later. But uh, on the next show, <laughs> we'll break it all down because I I can't give Daniel Jones forty five million dollars. Like what the fuck? Sags, they're probably going to give him forty plus. And so if you're Lamar Jackson, you're saying. Do it, okay. please. Now, to, to what Dable, if Dable and Kafka think that, and the Giants say, well, look what they did with one year. What are they going to do with year two? I get where the market is. Mm-hmm. But if you're Lamar Jackson, you're like, yeah, say, save it, man. I, I got to have at least 10 more a year than that, and most of mine guaranteed. So yeah. we'll see in Segs. We'll come back talk college hoops later on yes. um, this week, too. Boy, the Houston Cougar know how to play defense, and it's going to be an interesting an interesting run to the Final Four, which is right here in Houston as well. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun coming up. We got the Masters Where's Rogers coming end up? up real quick. Yeah, Masters. He's going to be real a quick. Jet. I He's I would agree jet. because Hackett's there and Robert Sala had to play against him. Yeah, um, dealing with him in his career and stuff, you know. So yeah, it, it should be, be a pretty a, good matchup. He'll be a jet by the time we yep. do the next show. All right, Agreed. that'll do it for this show. Uh, thank you to Bet Online. Thank you to Believe, and we will uh, talk to you later this week. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.